Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. We don't have anything right now, but we'll cheers with a fist bump. Cheers. Cheers. Fuck it. It's a Sunday, and sometimes you just got to fucking chill out. I keep saying that. Well, it's appropriate, man. I mean, what else do you do on a Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I I did just drink a beer downstairs, but that's okay. That's off camera. Everybody knows. Everybody makes some noise for uh, Turner's Dairy Farms in the building. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is legit, man. I I live and die by this milk. Yeah, a little little chocolate milk in the house. And for those of you out there that do not know this handsome creature sitting to my left because i i, I kind of don't want to call you human yeah and I, i'm trying to respect yeah i, I don't know how associated you want to be with the human race at this yeah. point. Uh, well <laughs> but, like you know <laughs> we'll get into it everybody make some noise for my friend jake munson nelson thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so for those of you that don't know jake you are a well, you're a friend of mine. Very true. You are a fellow member of the Pittsburgh metal scene. Very true. A couple bands that you're in. A couple. Doing, <laughs> doing, a couple. doing some vocals and metally things. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, just uh, just gurgling into a microphone more yeah, or less. Yeah. You know? So most recently, we were talking post-mortal possession. Yes. Repulsive creation. Yes. And I have no idea what else you're up to. I'm sure you're doing <laughs> some other things. Yeah, I'm I'm always pretty busy. <laughs> like, I... I I always do stuff with uh with a bunch of friends over in Europe that just like, you know, just make riffs at home and just want to do it at home. And uh, I, I like it because it gives me more experience to kind of step out of my comfort zone or just do anything, you know, yeah. a lot of free range. And I think that's that's important. You yeah, know? no. So, the more you can do, the better, especially when it comes to a a craft. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. a, a thing that you're practicing. Yeah. I'm just trying not to like overburden myself because like there's a lot of people that are like, hey, do you do this? And I'm like, kind of just want to hang out with my dog and like not scream into a microphone. So like I have to pass on a lot, you know, but the the ones I do do, I I enjoy, you know, really cool people. And, uh, you know, you just get to do what you get to do. Yeah, it's nice. You know, it's very nice. So heavy metal, heavy metal 2020. 2020. Here we are. Here we are. How are you feeling about the current state of heavy metal? Man. Just as a fan, not even as a, a participant. Uh okay. Uh I would have to say there's some good bands and there is an, an ocean of garbage out there. <laughs> sure. And like I I I don't try to like be rude about it, but like a lot of metal bands, like it, it would be like you putting out something and it blows up, it's different and it's trendy and it's getting a lot of likes and views because that's what we're all after, you know. But they take what was trendy and they kind of do that in their own way. And like <clears throat> it's not bad, but it gets like oversaturated with the same thing. You know, you're just like beaten in the face with the same tones yeah, all the I, time. I, I you know? think that it got too easy to record metal. Yeah, the internet, dude, ruined everything. Dude. And uh, yeah, you get a lot of people that it's like stuff sounds great. There's a lot of 
stuff where the production yeah. sounds phenomenal, right. but the songwriting just isn't there. Because it's like you got somebody like a band that's been together for four months and they are able to put out a demo, a demo that sounds like something that like it sounds better than like, you know. Yeah, it's like Mozart picked up a guitar and distortion and made this. It it sounds so fucking good because, you know, it's like we can as long as we can play this riff 60%, we can quantize the rest and, you know, all these plugins sound fucking sick and we can make it sound heavy and it sounds good, but the songwriting is like garbage what is there yeah it's like it's it's almost it's very it's losing its organic feel to it like i i enjoy a good groove and like like with music i kind of want to be like transferred somewhere you you know i want to be able to put an album on you, you know and like really experience the entire spectrum from when it's like lyrics cover art or to the music and like i kind of feel uh, a lot of metal bands obviously go for like, you know, I want the cover to be like brutal and like super crazy. And then like their lyrics are just like, if you're reading a horror movie book, you know, and like, there's nothing that really like, they're not progressing. They're not challenging themselves musically. And like, I get that a lot of bands, they, they do find their, their direct sound early but then there's a lot that like it'll take them ten years, you, you know. Like that's what a lot of people don't understand. It ta- it'll take you five, ten years to really get where you wanted to go day one. Absolutely, know? yeah. And like that's the problem with today. Everybody wants everything now. You know, let me just record this riff, pop it in a garage band, and it'll totally fix it. And then like I can just add a lot of chronicle drums uh-huh. and it's out. So like I there's too much music nowadays. So like that's where I lose it. Like, dude, I've been listening to the same bands. I've been listening to like ninth grade in high school. Sure, you know, like nothing's gonna beat that. You know, and it's like I I do find some new bands that like I like, but are they memorable? No, you, you know. So like I really gotta, I really gotta find what I like. Like I have like probably maybe five or six really like brutal death metal bands. I'm like, yeah. Those are sweet, you know, mm-hmm. but like it's, it's, it's hard because like you don't really have an interaction. Like nothing's better than getting in a room with dudes and like trying to create something, you know? Yeah. It's, it's tough, man. You know, it's, it's a lot of sacrifice. So it's, it, I find myself doing this push and pull because I think anybody should be able to record music and put it out there and do whatever they want with it. Right. You know, I'm not saying don't put your fucking music out. Yeah. Yeah. But it, like really rubs me the wrong way the amount of bands that i've seen just even on like you know this underground local level where it's like they have something that sounds really fucking good but it's all like half programmed by one dude and then you go see them live and it's like oh well i just put a band together and everybody knows like 30 percent of the songs and it's like what is this yeah because online they have this super sick traction which is cool good for you right but at the same time it's like you're not even a band yeah and it's just like it's like i understand everybody wants everything really quick and they want it now but right what happened to like Taking your time, getting a band together, being ready to fucking play shows and right. go out there and then do that and play a bunch of shows and grind and then record an album. It's yeah. like in reverse now. Yeah. It's like bands will have like full merch runs before they even have 
which you've even played a show yeah dude yeah and <laughs> it's like it, what's going on it seems so backwards right and it happens more often than not like there's bands that are like iconic never played a show like the beatles have played more than they have live sure you know and it's like it it's crazy but i had this an epiphany dude when I, I was in the shower like two days ago and i was just listening to something i was trying to keep up with the Joneses and just kind of check out what's new. I came to grips with, and I kind of feel the more shitty and untalented you are, the more popular you are. And it's weird to say that, but there's like a lot of bands like we're talking about that like, you know, don't do shows. They, they put out an album, but like, it's, it's just something about them that grasps somebody and they pass it on and pass it on. And it spreads like a plague, you know? So like, and like you'll get like a band like you guys that like worked hard, took time and like wrote great music and it's like it's not catching on. So that makes you like, what the hell am I doing wrong? You know, like I'm putting like 28 hours into one song, you know, like yeah. what's going on here? And it, it, it just really like it burdens you, man. And I was like, you can't be like that, but that's kind of how it is now. You I know, think the inner, the to a point, the double edged sword exactly. of metal exactly is that what works is simplicity very and true. it's not always the best or the right way to put like something is like like a simple like simplicity yeah it shouldn't always be overlooked as garbage exactly um i enjoy simple stuff there's a lot of stuff that uh i think that works better just because it's simple so it resonates better yeah. with people right. in terms of like especially when we're talking about like you know crazy technical yeah music yeah it's of course you're 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 throwing this it's like right. you know, you're trying to trying to uh, you know, fucking fly into the Death Star yeah, at this point. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, the pinpoint it's, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really, really niche, and there's only so much space, I think, for bands to thrive. Yeah, in that, and I think it really just depends on your expectations. And there's there's so much that goes into it: the way you present yourself, your album artwork, the way you look as yeah. a band, and it's crazy. Uh, dude. You know, uh, I think it really just boils down to, for the most part, just how much. Um, just how much you're playing and how I think in terms of longevity, right? Just how good you are live and how much you are playing out. I think it'll yeah. Like there's, you, it, you don't want to oversaturate. It stands the test out. of time. There's just a lot of these like weird like temporary bands. I yeah, like like uh, I'll see bands pop up and like I think about uh, there was this really funny thing that happened one time where an old roommate of mine okay uh, he he was uh, on Instagram oh man and uh, he saw a picture of uh, a girl that he used to date okay like laying in bed with some other dude yikes right and the thing that he, it came out of his mouth was just like that's temporary as fuck <laughs> and then like you know lo and behold like right. you know like a week later, it's done. Yeah, it's and human now, nature. Now, ever man. since he said that, there's so many bands that pop up, and like I see it, and I'm just like, that's temporary as yeah. fuck. And that's exactly what happens, dude. Like after after they ride that wave, dude, they just dissipate yeah. because they're not progressing. Like you're, like just like I said, we get so much that people always want the next thing. So if you're doing the same thing, 
you might as, it's it's over. Yeah, you it's know, like, everybody moves on to something else. Over time, the thing that has like begun to impress me the most, regardless of what style of music you make, it's just like uh, persistence over time, and like right, be, act, people actually sticking with it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like if I see uh, a local band put out a single, right? I'm like, I don't give a shit, right? If I see that band put out a single play some shows then they put out an album and I see them doing stuff then I'm like okay cool now you have my attention right now I feel like you're actually doing this isn't some weird temporary thing right yeah yeah that's that's exactly right though and you know uh, uh so what's your favorite part of like being in a metal band my favorite part of being in a metal band playing shows being really aggressive live yeah sharing that energy that's with the world um you know hanging out with my friends metal was my first love right musically so it's great to be able to contribute yeah. to that culture and try to do something that you know i don't think that the music that gray walker makes is like re- reinventing the wheel by any means but it's happy i'm happy uh being able to just push myself creatively yeah do something better than i did the last time and like see the people that i'm in a band with grow yeah develop as players and you know i feel like we have a bunch of new stuff that we're doing now that we're getting ready to record and i feel like we're definitely pushing ourselves harder than we've ever have right in different ways and it's cool it's just fun to see that growth like with your homies oh yeah dude it's like dude you couldn't even play that like play shows and meet people it's fucking awesome that's uh, that's probably my favorite like i I I mean we all we all live for that like twenty to thirty minutes on stage, but like I always liked uh, like obviously like when you're going to out of state shows, I love hanging out with the dudes because like a we practice one day a week for like two three hours and that's all all I actually see of them, and uh, <clears throat> like I enjoy it because it's like that's our bonding experience and like there's we're just hanging out man and then we're about to go play a show. And hang out more, so it like yeah. it, it makes it extra special for me. You yeah, know? Uh, it's uh, I've said this before, but you know, like the what we do, this whole being in a band thing, it's completely ridiculous. It is, it and is. my wife tells me all the time. I think that yeah. you shouldn't overlook what you have. Yeah, in terms of you know, okay, what we're doing is not normal, right? But it is special in terms that you know we have something like this to do once a week twice a week we have yeah. shows to go play we have friends to hang out with and have this creative outlet right and that's have this not bond, you know? that's not a normal thing no that's like a cult so stuff, you to know? you know overlook it because you know oh maybe your band isn't on tour right now or you know right. you haven't put out anything new in a while or things aren't working out like you know have goals yeah work towards them but don't overlook the things that you have and like, don't take that shit for granted no you you can't man because like i i always look like where, where i came from and I, I completely started as a vocalist like do you remember the very first time you did like i actually like screamed in front of somebody on a microphone yeah like it was the, the worst thing ever dude like i had the weirdest experience though okay i'll, I'll tell okay. you this real quick uh, uh so like i was at my votech class which was like a high school trade, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like, it was like the last two days and they had like this giant uh, meeting in the court 
and it was basically like an auditorium and and they gave us pizza whatever and like there was a karaoke machine there right <laughs> and like all my dudes in in my auto body class like knew i was a metal fan and stuff and they, and they kept begging me like dude you should you should go on there you should go on there i'm like bro i'm not going on there like i don't even know these people why would i do that you know? yeah so like uh, the lady ended up calling me up because my buddy was like, all right, dude, I totally got y'all set up. And I was like, why oh, you should yeah, do that? Yeah, why? Yeah. You know? So like, I ended up doing it there, man. And then like, I I did probably terribly, you know, but, and I terrified everybody. What I'm, song was it? Uh, dude, it was this band called Mortal Treason. Okay. Uh, and dude, like, uh, <laughs> like I was born and raised in like basically a farm town. So like, Maybe the 75 people in there have never heard anything like this, dude. Sure. Like, like they're like, okay, this is, this is fucked, dude. You know? <laughs> so, but like, uh, a- after that, like I actually met like a drummer in a band, like, like from another school and like we jammed, but nothing like transpired, but like, that's how I got that, that heat, you know, yeah. I-, I wanted it at that point, you know? So like, I would just constantly practice in my room. And my grandparents hated it, but you know, here we are now, you know, so so, so it's crazy, you know, it's it, but like, I, I always, I always try to think back then. It's like, dude, you never would have thought you were doing this. Like, you know, like I'm happy that I get to meet all you guys, everybody else. I meet people from all over the world. Like I go to other States I've never been to. And it's like, when, when you step back and react, like realize it, it's retarded, dude. Oh yeah, like, it's what fun, are we dude. doing? It, it's it's nothing that should be overlooked no. at all. And yeah. I think that there are a lot of people that overlook it, or they they just have different interests. Yeah, you know, you, like on the subject of just like grumpy motherfuckers in the metal scene, <sighs> it's just like okay, I get it. There's a lot of shit to be grumpy about. Yeah, you know, I, totally. But why? <laughs> why like? Why, if you're not going to have any fun right. doing this, if you're going to show up late, leave early, complain the whole time you're there, right. lug your shit across town, what's the point? Yeah, dude. You don't have to do it. No, you don't. You like, know what I mean? There's literally somebody that would love to step in. For the dude. fucking four people that might come out and yeah. see you. Like, and, you know, just just invite them over to your band practice yeah. at that point. Like, like, don't waste anybody's time. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I hope it changes when you know like a new generation comes out or something dude because it's it's been you know just like we were talking about earlier it's 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 very negative in a lot of aspects you know like obviously it's good to be competitive but like you can also tell other bands hey you did a great job you know like i'm not crazy about your music but i respect you guys yeah you know and like i would like that a lot more than you lying in my face like hey dude good show and then walk past me like I know you're lying to me, dude, but I would rather have that dude that was like, not really into what you're doing there, bud, but I respect you as a musician. You know, yeah. like you're out here trying. I wouldn't have the balls to do that. You know, like that I, I respect more. And you don't get that from like other bands, dude. Yeah. I mean, there's been times, plenty of times that I've seen bands that are newer bands playing and you could tell they don't have it yet right but they have this like there's an energy where you could tell they really give a shit right and as long as they just keep playing they'll get it yeah like you're gonna suck yeah 
for you're gonna spend more time sucking than oh being yeah good. like get probably. used to it for a minute you probably know? it's, it's <laughs> yeah that's the statistic that i'm assuming <laughs> yeah. is normal yeah. amongst most it's, human beings it's 50 50 and yeah but the thing that it, that goes back to this whole modern production and people being afraid to suck yeah but it's still like it's like this weird tinder date it's like a blind yeah. date thing because it's like everything oh cool you got the sick merch runs right and you got the the record that sounds really really cool and right. you know you paid whatever metal injection to get your <laughs> fucking to share your song link for your one song that yeah. you have and then i fucking go and see you and it's like oh i'm at a talent show yeah like yeah. have you actually practiced at all no dude like i i've met bands that only practice once a year it's like what how, how do you do that and like they get members from all over the world and it's it's like well at that point just hire people on you know like so you can travel and like do that because you're just wasting your time and you know it's it's just sad dude it's very sad i mean it, it really it just it goes back into reason though because but i find that most of the time people that are really genuine and want to do this yeah they start out just like playing shows and they oh, don't yeah. have any fucking merch at the show no, and things dude. like that and it's just like yeah they're just starting and like they're not great now but right you know i might see them in six months and they'd be be fucking killing it and yeah. maybe they'll have a sticker this right time. yeah, yeah <laughs> dude, that's <laughs> it you know? growing that's you know? my whole lunch money right yeah. there dude <laughs> just <laughs> you know? fucking growing and developing yeah because like it's you're not going to be the greatest i mean you can practice and practice but like stepping outside your room and jumping on stage with a bunch of strangers completely different yeah you know? like and you're going to bomb. I've bombed. Everybody bombs, dude. You know, like you, you're going to have it, but it's like you got to use that and get past it, you know, and want to get better, mm-hmm. you know, and like kind of take what you're doing and be like, is this working? Is it not? What can we do here? You know, and uh, it's it's there's not a, not a lot of people that take that time. Yeah, you know? I've, I've so. really, uh, really over the past couple of years of my life tried to adapt that, you know, every mistake or fuck up as an opportunity to learn mentality and like okay this sucks like dude we we fucking botched this but why yeah well let's figure out why so that shit don't happen again exactly like we try to pretend that it didn't happen it's just gonna keep happening yeah and it's gonna be routine (laughs) Uh you know it's gonna get worse probably oh absolutely after that dude (laughs) yeah like uh like i hate everything i do to be honest with you i'm my biggest critic and uh that's that's something that like really irritates me because I'm always like, oh, dude, you can do better. But but like I'm like, I also use that because it's like, why wouldn't you want to be better? You know, I mean, who the hell who the hell cares what you think? You know, so yeah, but it it takes everybody time and like uh, nobody starts out perfect, you know, and it's just crazy. It's a, I don't I honestly as much as I criticize myself. Yeah for everything that i do i don't know if there was ever a time in my life where i was able to look myself in the mirror and be like i'm really happy with myself 100 yeah. i would probably feel really uncomfortable You'd probably just jump out the window yeah. beside you <laughs> yeah you know? something's wrong yeah dude, that's not know? right yeah and, and like i i i actually didn't do it on this last album like i i recorded it i listened to the masters and then that was it like i was like i kind of want to step back <clears throat> uh, because with like the whole recording process, like uh, on the last album, I totally screwed up, dude. What I did was like completely listen to a ton of music, like right before I hit the studio, and like 
uh, I walked in the studio and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. This your palette was all fucked up. Like, Screwed, you're, you're, yeah. bro. Like, I wanted to be like this. And then I was comparing to this, like, while recording. And I was like, what are you doing, dude? So, like, uh, this time, I, like, listen to no music. I read books. You know, I listen to podcasts. Yeah. Like, I didn't even want to hear any metal music, dude. And, like, that helped me so much, like, not only with, like, my confidence, but like my ability, you know, like I went in there, I was like, you got this dude. Like, dude, you, you it would be like, like you're in the middle of cooking yeah. something and then you order takeout. Yeah, exactly. So you dude. could like compare in the right. middle of your dish. How's this Chinese compared to mine? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. It's, but, it's pointless. dude. Yeah. It's like, just, just do it. And, and, and like, that's. And the other thing too, one in terms of just like uh, creating art and finding your own voice. Right. You got to make it has to be unique. Otherwise, it's like, why is somebody going to come to you if what you're doing just sounds exactly like what somebody yeah. else already did? They already got that. Yeah. It's like, I've been like that with metal and a lot of music, but mostly metal for a long time in my life. Yeah. Where I'm like, yo, like, you know, this such and such record is fine. Right. But like, I've been listening to this band forever. Right. It's like, I don't necessarily need yeah, this. Dude, you it, know, it, it's, like, it, it's just like when you hit when you like hit 30, you're not looking for new friends. You're not taking applications to new, sure. new friends. Like what you got is what you got. You'll hang out with people, but they're not in your like, you, you know, hey, I'm dying on the road. I'm going to call these people that friend circle, you mm -hmm. know? So like it, it, it's the same thing with music. You it's know? funny. Like, like now as I'm, I'm in my early 30s. Right. And it's like the first time where I'm like starting to see this like whole generation rotation where now there's a lot of people that are in their like late teens, early 20s right. that are doing the new metal thing. again. <clears throat> Dude, it's coming back. Which is fun. But it's so interesting to me because it's like you'll get a lot of people that don't seem like they have no idea, maybe a very surface level idea of who right. a lot of these bands are. It's just naturally evolved back to that. Yeah. But it's like, okay, I'm happy bands are doing this, but it's like I already listened to this shit. Why do I need yeah. to hear it more? I'm like, I'm like feeling like the first like old man metalhead feelings yep. in my head. Yeah. Because it's just, it's the first time it's happened to me. Yeah. And like, and it, it's, it's crazy because like you, you always think about like the, the older folks growing up where they were like, Oh, when I was listening to like Led Zeppelin, they weren't even on the radio. Now they're on the radio and it's like, it's happening to us, dude. Yeah, like, totally. It's crazy. But like, uh, it's, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I kind of feel like it's a money grab now because like in the, what, the last three to four years, all those bands are coming back now, like MySpace bands and all oh, yeah. that, like, which is great. Like if, if I didn't get a chance to see them, I'm going to go see them now. But it's like, is, is that what it's coming to now? Like just bring all the old bands like Rage Against the Machine, Oh yeah, you know, like I would love to see them live, but like. I don't know if I'm gonna pay three hundred dollars a ticket, dude. Yeah. You well, know? the tickets aren't three hundred bucks. Thank God, bro. Yeah, that, that I think that there was like a lot of weird stuff that happened with that. Like, I bought floor seats. It's one hundred twenty-five bucks. That's not bad. At I all. mean, it's a lot of money, right? But I mean, there's a lot of money. Like a lot of the stuff that they're doing is like they're donating stuff to charities, right. and like they're like simultaneously using like the high ticket prices to ward off scalpers and things like that. Like, well, that's good. And I yeah. think that. There's articles that people can read about it, but I think a lot of people just like to shit on stuff to shit on stuff. So you yeah. can hear people talking about the $300 Rage Against yeah, the Machine dude, tickets. Like, and I'm like, I got tickets for 120 bucks. Yeah. It's, not, it's not cheap. Right. And I, I totally understand the joke of like, yeah, Rage Against the Machine and like uh, capitalism and charging right. money for shows. It's like, yeah, they're still a band and they're 
It's like people don't understand like how much money it costs to produce something. Like, like we play a show yeah. at the fucking Smiling Moose and there's a good chance that everybody in your band is walking out of there $50 broker Absolutely. than they were when yeah. they came there. No doubt, dude. Like so it's like there's a lot of people, a lot of responsibility that goes into putting together an event at like the fucking hockey arena. Yeah, like you have to hire all those people to unload what 20 maybe 30 trucks. Dude. Yeah, like it's, it's, there's a ton of production. That's insane. It's not just like these four guys sitting around a table. Yeah. Like, hey, let's make all this money. Yeah, like, just they chain probably, smoking. You yeah, know? it's like they probably have literally the same amount of people on tour with them that Taylor Swift does. Right. Yeah. And it's like they don't even need to come back, man. It's like you're lucky that they did. It's like that's people taking it for granted. And like I, I just I just don't understand it. Like I feel people will complain about everything because they have nothing to complain about. You, you know, like we live oh, yeah, every the best it, time of the humans. It's right very, now, very, dude. very comfy. Too comfortable, bro. Yeah. Like how are you going to bitch about Rage Against the Machine? You know, like you're lucky they're around, dude. Like, and, th- and that's sure. what I don't comprehend. Go or don't go. Yeah. A big deal. It's like, is it really bothering you? Like, okay, you can't afford it. I'm sorry. You know, like that's the set price, you know? Sure. It's it's like, yeah, if Yeah, but I, I know I know fucking people complaining about the Rage Against the Machine show that definitely spend probably double those ticket prices on fucking yeah, like pot and booze a week. Ye- oh yeah, yeah, dude. It's like let's pull out the old tally tad and let's yeah. really see. You know? Yeah, it, it's... and and then they shut up immediately. Dude. Sure, you which know? is fine. I'm not saying like fucking no. smoke all yeah. you want, drink yeah. all you want, do By whatever means. you want. But everybody's got like, vices. I mean, like in 2020, unfor- and there's another thing too. People are like, bring 90s prices back. I'm like, bro. Like, do you it's know like, how the economy yeah, works, dude? Like, unfortunately, it's like it sucks to say this, but I feel like 120 bucks in 2020 is not a lot of money. No, no, I, 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 I like mean, it's it, not cheap, but it's also like everything is fucking like, tr- do anything now. Yeah, like, dude, just go out to dinner with you and your girl. You're like walking away with 80 yeah. to 100 bucks. It's like, what's an extra 25 for an actual good night? It's interesting to see how things really like pick up, though, in terms of like whenever the hype will build up around stuff like this and you just see people like really the pot, into man. It and just going yeah. and going and going it's, it happens all the time just rage happens to be yeah. the current thing now yeah something else will have everybody going in a minute hopefully a plague man. and the other thing too is just like the spreading of misinformation Dude, like the 300 yeah. ticket thing like it's like sure maybe tickets may have been 300 dollars for a show in new york city yeah like not that, here yeah because like that's pretty cheap for new york yeah, city dude not you here know? or you know whenever uh howlers is closing right and there was so many people that were like sharing the article and then you know a few hours later it's like oh well it's moving to another location yeah and but everybody now already thinks that it's just closing and then there was something with ham bones a couple weeks ago where like they were like behind on taxes so an article got posted that they were closing but then it was like well they paid them so now they're not closing but now people still think it's closing (laughs) yeah like i feel like with some there needs to be some certain demographic of the internet yeah where like articles can't be reshared for at least 24 hours yeah. or something until like the information comes out like or just like have the common knowledge to, like, like not get your news off facebook or actually read something not just yeah read headlines. like it, see like i 
I I always think it happens like this. It, it's like like that that person completely sees the article, tells one person about the article, that person tells the other person about the article, and by the time it gets to you, it's like it's this whole construed story. Uh-huh. And, and like I, I've I've always learned that like take in what you can, but you do your own research and then come with your own conclusion. Yeah. People don't do that. I I know people that read articles, just like the title, dude, where it's like blah 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 is like killed for something they're like dude i can't believe that i would say this i would say this i want to take back my comment about an article not (laughs) being able to be shared within 24 hours but i do think you know how like there's like agreements on pages where like it won't let you click off until you've scrolled through it and you click the thing there needs to be something like that for a share button to be available that's pretty good idea it it at like, least for like articles, read the, like like be on this page. There's a timer. Like how okay, this is a four minute read. Right. This page is gonna be up for four minutes. Fucking read it. Then the share button's available. Yeah. If you fucking read this and you still think it's valuable information to share, share it. Yeah. Move on to. the I next think that level, would dude. might be a good idea for some things. Right. Because like, dude, like even the whole the whole clickbait business is like actually a business. Oh fuck like, yeah, it's dude. insane, dude. Like yeah. they have all these Russian companies completely set up where they like they pay people just to like post constantly and then they take their amount of likes and they sell it to another company. Yeah. And it's like, what? Like that's, that's insane in itself. That's like a mob of the internet. Dude, yeah. You know, and some people just have no idea that the world works that way. Yeah. They don't even know what I the world like, is outside their bedroom door. I feel like being in the music industry and like being just behind the curtain in terms of like needing to use social media and right. understanding like how, some algorithms work and why people do things and how you right. promote things and market things like yeah our brains are kind of tuned into that like anytime right. i see somebody posting something i'm like why are they posting this where's this link coming from right. what ads are they selling on the it's like this is the way my brain thinks yeah but and the normal good. person again like what we do is not normal no even if we're just playing a fucking you know metal right. shows at dive bars it's not normal no. we're still using parts of our brain that normal people aren't using so right. they see something you know, article like uh uh you know anything. Uh yeah. Trump strangles a ferret. <laughs> that poor ferret. And then like, you know, then it's getting shared. Yeah. And then everybody like, everybody thinks and then, Trump like, strangles behind Trump, it now, yeah, you know. Trump's a yeah. ferret strangler. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fucking <laughs> news. He probably is, dude. He, probably is, yeah. <laughs> he might be. Yeah. It just kills him with toxic orange waves. Yeah. But like yeah, it's it's just like you're saying, like you we as like music and artistic people that completely sell our stuff like i look at us as like expert people watchers we can look at a person and tell just by their body language like are they gonna like us or not and like you kind of look at that person you're like all right so how can i sell them something like that they want so you basically like adapt partially to getting new listeners you you know like that's kind of what keeps you going to a way you, you know, because like, obviously you don't, you don't want to just be like, I don't want the kind of the same group always listening. I always try to get, you know, you want to get a younger crowd in there because if you get younger people, you have more of an outlook. Yeah. Like, it's If you're playing, whether you're, you know, touring or if you're just playing locally, tri-state, whatever you're doing, the right. goal should always be like. If you're not interested in making new fans that night, why are you playing the show? Yeah. Unless it's like, you know, like, oh, it's fucking 
it's fucking Jake's birthday show or something like that. But even that, like the ego of that stuff kind of bugs me sometimes where it's just like, bro, why don't you just get everybody to hang out? (laughs) at home? Like literally, you're doing way too much work right now. Like if you want to go, like you want to celebrate the homie's birthday word. That's tight. You know, fucking order some pizzas, have people come over or just fucking go to the bar. Leave the anything. Don't fucking make everybody fucking come to some fucking venue and pay to watch a band practice for your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the you fuck know? is that? Yeah. Then just lonely cutting the cake in the background, yeah. you know? But again, that's just my personal viewpoint. Some people just love playing shows and that's tight and their yeah. friends love coming out to see them. So, hey, you know, happy birthday, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <if that's> your <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> I, I, I just think like, uh, you, you know, when it comes to playing shows, you, it's, it's good in the beginning to, to play a lot because you really want to get out there because normal people, just like we were saying, play shows, record a album, you know, and like uh, when, when you consistently play shows, I feel you lose a lot of like you just wear people out like you when like you're playing shows, you kind of have to like uh, strategically do it. Sure. To a way. You, you well, I think the thing is that it's really easy to devalue your brand, which yeah. sounds real. That's lame what a lot to of say out loud. No, though, dude, it's a brand, bro. Yeah, like yeah. they don't understand that. Like you're running a small business. Like let's be real. You yeah, know? like it's a brand. You want the brand to work for itself. Yeah. Like, if it gets to a thing where you're, if you're in a routine of playing regularly, yeah, people may say like, "Well, I'll catch them next time." exactly versus like a thing where if you're playing once every other month once every three months like you know locally yeah then people's ears might perk up when they see you post when you see you doing a show right if you're doing a show like make it something cool like fuck these bands have never fucking played together like this is something unique or this is like at a different venue or we're releasing an album or you know like make it something special not just like yeah four bands have band practice at the smiling moose it, it dude like if it was up to me bro I, I would have a kickball game where we all play sure like you know bands play in the background and like the audience plays kickball like that would be fucking rad dude and like i i would love to do stuff like that but it's not possible you know like well i mean it is obvious everything's possible but like yeah like it's basically four but bands there, i mean there's been a lot of times with like with gray walker we're like you know we've we've had house parties we've, we've done house yeah, shows they're great dude. and that stuff is fun but it's it's so simple to do that because it's like okay what do we want to do we haven't seen the homies in a while right we want to we have some new songs we want to play them for everybody right are you know are we going to give the fucking moose 300 bucks or uh, are we just going to do it in the basement yeah let's just do it in the basement yeah do you know we're not get we're not gonna fucking it's like if we're going to do something at the moose, it's like, okay, we're shooting a video and we know we can get 150 right. fucking people to come down for this. Let's do it. Right. But if it's like, we're fucking having a party, we want like fucking 30 of our homies to show up. Do that. Why even bother? Yeah. Leave the gear in the space. That's it. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, get some fucking cases of beer, order some fucking yeah. pies and just fucking chill. Like, dude, I fucking make it simple. I fucking love house shows, dude. Like if I could play house shows all the time on the regular, totally would. Like that is the best atmosphere. Like that night with, with incinerate, best time of my fucking life dude like i love it I, I love it when people are like that fucking far away from you just like raging out man yeah like i love it dude and like yeah like i don't want to give money to a venue that's probably not going to help me at all you know promote think, the show and i think it's just knowing 
being realistic about your expectations. Like right. I think that that's a really good example because sometimes whether it's a birthday show like I was right. just making fun of Goddamn or you Jake. just want to hang out with the homies. Like if you just want to have a small show, find a way to do it small. Yeah. Don't do something dumb like booking fucking Mr. Smalls, right. you know, on a night because like you're getting a deal on the room when you know you're only going to get fucking 40 people in that space. Yeah. There's book a smaller stop trying to make yourselves look and feel better than you are because those 40 people that come to the show are going to be like thinking okay this is fucking corny yeah when they show up yeah and they're the only fucking people there. like oh i totally but you can fucking do that show at black forge and be like oh this is sick the place is packed yeah and you're probably paying a tenth of the price exactly like dude i i've always looked at it just like that dude like smaller the room not only does it look better it, it looks filled like like the sound is good. It's like I don't know why a you would pay all that money to a venue and then consistently have to promote endlessly. I feel like in it's hopes of getting somebody. people trying to flex on flyers. I think it's a lot. You get a lot of younger bands that just like they want to. They don't want to work for it. Yeah. They for some reason it's like they've been a band for eight months, but they feel like they're above having their album release show at a coffee shop. Yeah. Like, dude, uh, it's like you're just starting out. Yeah. And I feel like ego gets in the way and they lose sight of the fact that, like, even though it's your show, right? It's like you're building an event for people to come to. So you got to make yeah. sure you have like a cool environment for people to be at. So that's ex- like they're going to have fun there. Yeah. It's like maybe they'll show up to the coffee shop, be like, oh, this space was small, but they had it fucking packed and it sounded good. We had a good time. Yeah. You know, let's go see them next time. Exactly. Like, I, I always focus like every time we do Slam Fest, like I want to bring different bands in. But like my main goal is I want everybody to have a great time. And like I say that all the time, like uh, I'm not really worried about like, you know, the stupid stuff promoting and all that stuff. It's like that that'll come. That'll all fall into place. No worries. It's like I just want to make sure because like when people leave, I want them to be like, not only was the musical, I saw some new bands I've never even seen, but like. I had such a great time. Yeah. And that alone brings people back because they're constantly chasing that. You're putting good a feeling. good energy in the room. Exactly. And that goes back to that like grumpiness. And, yeah. Like, I don't understand like why what what benefit they think they're they're doing they're to themselves not, by not putting benefit. that energy out there. The other thing too, and this sounds like a little egotistical and I don't mean for it to, okay. but in terms of like Grey Walker. When we're booking shows, if it's like a headlining show, yeah, we're not gonna book it if we don't think people are gonna come. Exactly. Like if we're like worried, like oh, like this is a thing we don't know if people are gonna come, we just pull the fucking plug on it. Well, like anytime we have a show that we're doing and we're headlining, it's not even a thought. It's just like, yeah, we haven't fucking played in a while. This is a cool spot. We can do this. Let's do it. Right. And then I don't feel like. I mean, like we push shows, but I don't feel like we're not going out of our way. We're not fucking texting people, begging people to buy tickets for right. shows, spamming people on Facebook and shit like that. It's yeah. just like, hey, we're doing this fucking show. Show up. That's that's exactly what we do. Like, I don't like, uh, I don't, I don't know, burdening people. Like, I, I don't think that was egotistical. Like, that's just it's it's logical, dude. Like, you don't want to pl- you don't want to like pack all your gear up clear your plans, have to call off work or whatever just to go play for three people or just not even kind of feel welcomed in general. The thing too now is it's like, well, we've been playing for like five years. Yeah. So like we're at that point now 
when we started that wasn't the case yeah you know we ate shit a lot on shows and played a lot of shows oh, yeah. to, but i mean we, we still play shows in front of 10 people sometimes yeah. it happens and those might be the best but, shows I mean, sometimes yeah, yeah. And so it's not like every show is a great turnout for us no. but it's still like we at least have some confidence in what we're doing right and i mean we're not always right right uh but you got to there's take a lot a chance, of stuff that's though. out of your control especially when they're like shows that we're just they're, they're not our shows right you know like we're somebody else asks us to play a show and like okay you know we'll push it the same we push anything yeah. else but sometimes since it's not our shows there are people that like are our fans that may not give a fuck about you know some other band they're not going to come they're going to wait for our show right so you can't you can't control that no dude and i i kind of feel like a lot of it is is promoters dude like I, I I don't feel a lot of them really do their their job, you know, like a lot of them don't pay the bands what they said or they just don't promote like, bro, I, I, I totally wish we can bring back like people printing out flyers, yeah. hitting parking lots, dude, like, uh, like that, that's that that's what i always fantasize about is like the 80s metal scene like heavy metal parking lot yeah have you ever seen that yeah. talk? that's what that's what i dream of dude like how come it can't be like that again you, you know like those people hustled man and like but th- there's no real like promotion and like <sighs> i find that you see a lot of bands now that are becoming their own promoters yeah which is super sick but it doesn't help cultivate a community past a certain point because i mean that's no. a band managing their own business yeah and you know they might do a show they might get their homies to play you know but right. it's not they're not doing shows full time yeah you know they're promoting one two three shows a year right and that's it which is fine but there's a whole lot of that yeah and every promoter that i know every single one that's like actually i'm just a promoter i don't play in any bands right i just promote Every single one of them is overworked. Oh my god! They all yeah. take on way too much. Yeah, and, and that's the problem. Yeah. I don't even think it's so much that they like are incompetent or that they don't care. They're just too fucking busy. They're, They're just, just doing over their way heads, man. too fucking much. Yeah, yeah. And, and like us playing in the more extreme ends of the metal spectrum, we tend to get the short end of the stick in terms of their priorities. Yeah, if it's a thing where like you know we're opening up for a band you know doing the the ticket hustle or something right. like that it's like those shows people you know super super low because yeah. it's like you know you'll have you know metal band at the moose or fucking craft house or one of right. these other places but the same night you know they have fucking some crazy thing at the roxy and it's just right. like your show's fucking whatever yeah dude like uh i remember this one time dude we played a show at the smiling moose uh not the smiling my bad uh mr smalls we, we, we were up in the fun house and like they were having a rave downstairs and like i remember like it was like halfway through the show it was there, there was a couple of people there maybe like 45 50 well, like all the rave kids completely started coming up dude and they packed it dude like after the rave concert like it, it was it was weird but it was very unique you know, it was sure. like blending of two cultures man you know yeah so like it's yeah it, it, it's cool but i do feel they are way in over their heads dude because they take in all this stuff you know like and they have to try to appeal to all these different people yeah it's like thinking about as a promoter the amount of work that you put into your three shows a year that maybe you promote yeah there's promoters that have three shows a day going on multiple times a week like three shows a day couldn't even imagine you know two to three shows a day three four five times a week 
So no wonder you yeah. have the short end of the stick. And then try to live, go to work. Yeah. Like, how do you do it, dude? It's you fucking know? crazy. Like, I have no idea. It's it's insane. So I don't know. I try to I try to empathize with a lot of promoters, but I think the best thing that you could do as a band is just be aware of that. Yeah. It's just, it's communication just, between the bands, like mm-hmm. uh which which is great because like you can be like, hey dude, if you're ever in this town, like this guy hits you up, just be warned. This is what happens to us. Like it's communication. Like we all have to look out for each other because we're all doing the same damn thing. You, you know, like you don't want to spend band money, the last of it to go to like, you know, Indiana and lose money. Oh yeah. You, you know, like, and then you're screwed. You there's, there's been plenty of times when like I've had friends coming through town and depending on the day, yeah, I'm like, yo, if you want to come through, you'll probably save yourselves money just staying at my house and just hanging out for it, the day. Yep, that's, that's, that's not gonna, like, there's nothing going on. It's a fucking Tuesday night. Yeah. You know, or a Monday night, half the city's fucking closed. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, I want to get you guys a gig, but it's like, trust me. Yeah. If you just take a day off, I know you want to play. That's but it's it. like fuck it, you know what I mean? It's all. It almost might be better for you to just like find somebody's rehearsal space and just fucking yeah. practice and chill out. Yeah, get some like, lunch. We relax. Can go enjoy the town because you're gonna fucking just burn yourself out. Yeah, dude. Sometimes it's, like, uh, those like those kinds of like negative experiences like that, right? Especially if you're on the road, can like really fuck with you and just like it, make it, it you, makes dude. it harder to push forward with any yeah. sort of like a positivity yeah granted taking it's all about taking chances it's yeah. a gamble you never fucking know what you're walking into yeah i mean that's but there's life sometimes general, where it's you know? like you know it's one thing to like see a door closed and not know if there's a fire in it right you walk in you take that chance but if it's fucking the house is already burning to the ground and you'll still walk into it, it's like eh, well maybe it'll be okay <laughs> maybe it'll go out yeah know. it's like no it's like if you know it's a bad idea just avoid it yeah if shit happens shit happens but if shit is happening and you're like well yeah i'll go step in that then you're an idiot yeah yeah you're kind of doomed if you do yeah you know? but, but it, it's crazy dude like as i've gotten older i've i've been way more weary about that and like we we haven't played a lot we haven't played any really any shows like recording this album but you're still rehearsing and shit oh yeah but like we didn't want to do it dude. i'm sure it's it's more healthy just to rehearse get uh, tight yeah it, you'll it play was, when you're ready it was it was fucking great dude like we didn't have to worry about like shows no nothing we oh, were dude, just like it's fucking tight like you you probably work during the week do you have, like you yeah. like work during the week weekends off type thing yeah so it's just like oh shit like it's a fucking Friday night. Yeah. I got nothing to do. I'm off. I can fucking chill. Right. Hang at home. Maybe I hang out with the girl. Hang out with the yeah. dog. Catch up on something on TV. Right. Like that kind of shit. Like yeah. that's the best. And it's like I like you know I, I love playing music. I love doing shows. But it's like I cannot deny Dude, I, how tight it yeah. is to just be like the end of the fucking work week and just be like. Oh, I have nothing to do. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, this is great. Fuck dude. yeah, dude. Like, I love my alone time, dude. So like I, I love it. Like if if I like playing shows, but if I ain't gotta play a show, I'm taking full advantage of that. Dude. Yeah, no, like, it's it's it great. Makes that that time off just makes when you do play a show, it makes it more special. Yeah. It, and it's very important, dude. Cause like you you're kind of just like letting your mind relax, you know, and you ain't gotta worry about anything like I can put on this documentary and just mindlessly watch it, you know, like it, it helps. So, but it, it was nice, man. Just to like, because like we, we took that, that normal focus that we do on shows. 
we really focused it entirely on like what we wanted to do. And it was nice that it actually came together, you know? So like that's, that's the thing too. If you just focus in on like, you know, it's like you, you guys want to write new music and play and get better. Just get that stuff tight. You don't have the negativity of like playing shows for no reason and like getting, you know, cause like no matter the band, no, everybody's not always 100% on the same page. Nope. You know? So, you know, you like, you know, you may, there may be a show that you're real stoked for, right. but you know, it's on a fucking Wednesday night and somebody has to fucking work in four uh, hours, all that kind of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, not everybody's happy. So, which is inevitable. It's oh, yeah. Your, their relationships with other people. Yeah. Uh, but that's like my but biggest to be able thing. To, but to be able to like, you know, not worry about that and just be on like a nice steady schedule where you're just writing and just locking stuff in yeah. and you can play shows when you're ready. Just like. There's a lot of value in that. It's yeah, it's it's very great, dude. Because like I hate, I hate when like I have to be up early. So if I play a Wednesday show, I have to like play and leave, and I fucking hate that, dude. Like it makes me feel like a piece of shit, you know? Because like I I love the bands I play with, but if I'm not like watching them, I I just feel like I'm being disrespectful, and I'm like I literally have to be up in like three hours, dude. Yeah, you know. So like it's it. It's, it's like i don't even it's it's so Gets rare for to us me. to like yeah. take weekday shows dude we, we like basically stopped like yeah. it has to be a really good weekend show uh-huh. or a, a week show yeah you know like worth our while you know because if not it's like no i'm sorry man like do something on the weekend like you know because like a lot of a lot of the guys have like kids and <laughs> it's wives. like it, it, if we're convincing each other to come play this show yeah our what do you think our fans are gonna be yeah. doing? <laughs> it's like we're, we're all fucking you know we, we all we're all adults yeah yeah know? it exactly did especially I, for like the 21 over shows if it's like a weeknight 21 over show it's just like who are you marketing this show to alcoholics dude yeah because they're the only ones drinking that uh-huh. day you know that's it you know it's yeah i it, i i've been kind of i don't do week shows you know they're just not worth it like i i don't give i i just don't feel i guess worthy to even be on the bill because i i want people to watch our our set and it's like i can't give the same other bands attention so like that's the other thing that kind of sucks too about like especially with like metal shows if you're like hopping on a weekday bill like as like opening support there's fucking like five other bands on the bill and like you're playing with like you know like this much stage space for fucking yeah. 25 minutes to people when they're walking in it's like why did we even agree to do Dude, this we we played with Nile at uh i can't forget, I forget the venue name. was it the altar bar show that we played was no it, oh you played it, with them after yeah it, it, it was like the newest one anyways like dude it was a huge place and like uh george Colias, the drummer of Nile, has like a million drum sets right it yeah literally left us about that much room on stage so like dude i I almost fell off stage so many times it was (laughs) like like not only were you worried about that like it just makes you feel so claustrophobic yeah and then it looks bad yeah it's like you know if you're a band with energy that you know has a little bit you can't do anything you can't do it and then people that have never seen you before like you know what is this half sound check <laughs> band that has, that has those yeah it's like <laughs> no like come see us when we actually have a stage to play yeah. on and like yeah. a sound tech that act will actually listen to us yeah you know Jesus. you know that's the other thing too when you play a lot of those shows like 
they'll have the headlining band will sound check and have all the fucking channels dialed out and then like well we're running you through the four remaining channels yeah it's like you know well mike you're kicking your snare yeah and it's basically and just like turn the guitars up good yeah, luck it's just basically like music and then you're like uh-huh yeah you know like come on dude like it's it i hate those shows because everything's rushed dude uh-huh like yeah, everything it, it's it always like burns my shit whenever like you play those shows and then like the headliner finally comes on it's like oh oh now the microphone's working yeah what yeah. the fuck <laughs> was that all night he didn't even give me a microphone yeah, I, it's like you know i'm full conspiracy theory and i do i think there definitely is truth to it for some bands it will say like yo opening support acts 10 15 decibels yeah. lower the whole oh, night absolutely dude. like you know like absolutely and, and it's 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 real sad, but yeah, it's just like yeah, don't mix it good, like that kind of shit. Yeah, it's see, just like why would you do that? It's yeah, like, are you that? Like if you're good, you're good. That's it. it it's <laughs> like I, I just don't know why you wouldn't take pride in making every band sound to the best of their ability. Yeah, you know. But these dudes are just like, nope. You, you know, and it's crazy, and it's like I don't really like selling it's tickets. Like, you know, like I'm, I had to sell tickets at least make me sound good. Like I had to beg people to come here. You know, like. At least make me sound good. Sure. Take a little bit of time. That's it. You know, just a little bit. It doesn't always happen. There's definitely some some people that are really, really definitely good yeah, sound engineers. Very definitely talented. befriend befriend your local sound engineer yes. and your local lighting tech. Be nice to those people. Build a relationship. Yeah. With even them. even if they're grumpy to you, be nice to them. Most of those people yeah. are nice. And if you build a relationship with them, uh it's one, you'll make a friend. Yeah. And two, the next time you play that venue, they'll probably be excited to see you. Yep. And they will make your band sound good, which does help. Yep. And and then bring them a coffee every time because they always <laughs> yeah. love coffee. So that's, yeah. that's, you know, it's like bringing an apple to your teacher. Just build a relationship with a man because like you do that, like they, they appreciate you as a person, but they know that you're like passionate about it. So they take time, you know, so even, like, even with the promoters, like even if, you know, again, like your overworked promoters yeah you know what i mean like it sucks selling tickets for a show it's uh, an extra hassle but if you don't feel like your band can sell tickets for the show don't like if you don't feel show. like your band can move you know 30 40 tickets for nile don't take the fucking show dude that just happens, don't do it that happens so much dude you don't have to play the show so many people that complain about this ticket shit act like there's like promoters holding them like holding them yeah. by their throat down to the ground like you're gonna play this show it's like no it's like you want to play this show yeah. you're out there swinging dick like you're ready to fucking do this and your band can't you're just not ready to do it a lot of it is laziness dude though like i i i played with a bunch of bands that like try to get on these shows and then they do and they can't move like five tickets sure and it's like you can't move five tickets dude you don't know five people you know like it's i mean if you it, don't that's fine but then you don't as much as like this sounds i feel like it sounds shitty to say it's like sorry, well, you don't deserve to play that show yeah because you know you have a band with a few dozen a few do a city with a few dozen metal bands right that probably would all be happy to play that show yeah nile yeah say. if you're and there's two opening spots Right. If your band can't do it, I guarantee you one of the other ones can. And yeah. they probably deserve it a little bit more than you do. Exactly. Just give it to them. Yeah, dude. It's like if you can't do it, that doesn't mean you can't like attend and support them. Yeah. You know, like just work on actually building a fan base and connecting with people so you're able to do that. Yeah. You know, like and that's the problem. It's like they they take they take that opportunity to learn from that, but they replace it with they just hate it. 
They hate it. They hate everything to do mm-hmm. with it. You know? I think it's back to that people wanting stuff quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, new band that's been playing for four months wants to be like, oh, you know, new band. We're already opening up for Nile as if it's like even that hard. Yeah. Because the promoters don't do any yeah. vetting. No. They're just like, you know, the first band that hits them up and is like, yeah, we'll sell the tickets. Then right. you got the spot. Yeah. It's not hard to get on yeah. an opening spot. If there's a spot, you know, on that bill, you'd yeah. be playing with fucking Cephalic Carnage or fucking Cattle Decay. Yeah. or fucking Nile or you know fucking dying fetus whatever right it's not hard to get on those spots no it's just you just send the email yeah and agree to sell tickets like it's not like you send and them a tape yeah and, and they listen it's, to yeah. it like oh you're a good fit every once in a while there may be a booking agent that will like approve a band right. but it, it, it's very rare especially in metal yeah i get a lot more when i'm submitting to play shows with uh sex and a new violence oh really a lot of like the hip-hop talent buyers and people even if it's like if i'm submitting to play with like an indie rock band or something right. there's a lot more focus on it because i think that they just want to make sure that all the bands that are playing are good that night okay. with metal they don't seem to give a shit and it's and it no. rubs everything the wrong way because you'll have this band that's not ready to play a show opening up for Nile. Right. And there are the representation of Pittsburgh music to all the people going to that show that don't normally go to local shows. Right. It's like, oh, this is the local band. Let's see what this is. And yeah. all of a sudden you have this fucking band that's under rehearsed, yeah. not ready to play. And it's like, well, if they're playing with Nile, they must be the best band that Pittsburgh has to offer because they don't understand yeah. how easy it is to actually get on those gigs. They're not right. bands. No. They think it's a big deal. They think they're fucking friends with Nile because they, <laughs> they opened it. up yeah, with them. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah, no, that's, that's not exactly. it. You know? Right. And, and, and they're like, not going to fucking say two words to us the no, whole goddamn you night. You probably won't even see them that no, night. No, <laughs> you know? It's like, not how it is. You see them on stage and that's it's it. To- yeah, it's just not how it works out. So it really, really, uh, it's funny, but... It's funny when you think about it, but it yeah. is super disappointing because it just paints a bad picture. Exactly, dude. Because like, not only are you unrehearsed, you're taking 25, 30 minutes to get off stage. Oh, yeah. It's like, you can't do that, man. Like, uh, especially in that setting, they want stuff to move and move. But that's that's a big thing, man. Like, you represent the music scene in Pittsburgh when you're up there. You, yeah. You know? So like... And the thing is, a lot of people just forget that it seems like silly, but it's so true that, you know, what you are doing is it's more than yourself. Yeah. You know, booking shows isn't about you. It's about like the people that are coming out to that show, making sure they're having a good time, enjoying themselves right. and you're a comfortable environment, yeah. even if it is a bunch of, you know, big sweaty motherfuckers slamming into each Vikings, other, you know, yeah. like, you know, but it's still, you have to create a comfortable environment. And yeah. then when you're taking that, that spot, to play with a national band you are a representative of the local music scene yeah. to people that don't know like i've there's tons of people that i know that i've heard and talked to where it's just like yeah like you know i don't really see like i don't go to local shows but i saw this band open up for such and such right. once and i'm just like oh that band you fuck like <laughs> yeah that's not not them guys yeah, it's yeah. not the band that you want to see that's yeah. not who you want representing yeah fucking- and, and, and like it also gives the person you know well if you like that band you should really check out this band because they're super good you know yeah. but like yeah that that happens a lot more than often dude where you know people do that and they put themselves in that position and then it leaves a bad taste in their mouth and it's just like uh-huh a rolling effect you know so yeah. i don't know man so uh, uh so what do you like 
Uh, uh, so when you're writing an album, okay, I'm 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 interested in this okay. fact. Okay, uh, uh, so when you're writing an album, how do you get your content for the album, like lyrically wise? Like, what's your whole process there? So it changes. It's always been. It's always different. Usually, what has happened, it tends to be like whatever song I write, like the first, I'll write lyrics to a song and okay, what is the vibe of this? Like, right. You know, what, what is this song about? Um, is this a theme or a style that I want to continue through the other songs? Right. Yes or no? I don't know. And then maybe I'll write for a next one and see if there's anything that's connected. And then usually over time, something kind of, it kind of comes together. Okay. So we'll say an easy thing that I can do would be for the first Grey Walker record that I did, that we did. Right. At the time, I hadn't played in a metal band in a while and I was doing a lot of the hip hop stuff. Okay. And everything that I was writing with Sykes, it's always very uh, introspective about my life. Yeah. Things like that. So I was thinking, I want to do the polar opposite for Grey Walker. Let's get more like fantasy science fiction let's write more not about myself but let's actually do like more like story storytelling oh yeah so dude. that was the goal that i wanted to do with with the gray walker stuff and that's right. kind of still where it's at like sykes is still very like personal you know in terms of like you know social stuff uh political stuff to a degree not right. like overt but just, just like just society society yeah, just like songs about my life and the life around me right and then gray walker is always more about just like telling stories and with without control the second album that we did it wasn't so much on fantasy album. but it was like writing more like from the perspective of people that have gone through hard things i, I like writing from the perspective of people that have gone through things like addiction and loss in life and, and it's things. hilarious dude because like i i picked up on that immediately like it just the whole atmosphere of that record, you can tell like within your voice, you're more like powerful and there's anger in there and like everything about it. it it's just like it, it just, it just reminded me of like a struggle, a struggle, a struggle, then a peak. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's interesting that you said that because that's exactly how I felt about it. Cool. I'm glad that came across. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dude, I, 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 I love the storytelling aspect about it because like I, I always loved writing uh, short stories and stuff. So like uh, when when I do it, I kind of do it the exact same way you do. Like I I listen to the music. I let the music speak to me. Like I'm like I go into it. I wanted to, I want to walk away with a concept, and then I want to bloom that concept. So like we'll play. You know they'll play the new songs, and then I get an idea of like all right, so this is what I want to write about. Okay. And then, like, I'll go back in in like next couple weeks of practices. I'll just try to get like my vocal patterns. This yeah. is what I want to do here. This is not what I want to do here. But then, like, within that whole process, once I pick the concept, dude, I submerge myself so deep in research and all that stuff. Like, I become like <laughs> crazy obsessive about it, and yeah. then like really just try to like dig myself into it. But like, I kind of feel it it works better that way. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I hate gore lyrics, dude. Like, I, I grew up on horror movies. Uh, uh, so, like, I can't even watch a horror movie. I know what's going on before you even put it on, dude. Like, sure. And, and, like, it's 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 just really sad. But, like, I can't get behind the gore aspect, you know? Like, I don't want to write about killing someone. Like, uh, our last album, Perpetual, was about 
archaeologists that dug up this ancient fungus that eventually like consumed the humans by like harvesting their own bodies and they were using their bodies as a a blossom like a tree like they would pollute seeds blah 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 so like i like stuff like that like when i read someone's lyrics and they're like kill stab kill stab i'm like next i'm closing this sure it just kills it for me dude because like i want to i want to i want to just like i always said like i want to be transferred somewhere so when i'm reading your lyrics like i want to hear like a good a good intellectual intellectual whatever (laughs) there it is intellectual yeah uh, just like (laughs) that that you actually took time and yeah put something in i mean i think that there are you know there's just a lot of people that do music that are especially in the like whether it's you know brutal death or grind or that realm where it's just like the lyrical content doesn't matter not at all. And it's just like, you know, we're just going to make noises and we're going to talk about killing and that's going to be our whole shtick. Right. That's fine. But I agree. It's hard for me to like really feel like I'm moved. Yeah. By that. Not necessarily that I need to be moved by everything. Yeah, There's some of that I mean, stuff that I hear. I'm like, this is fucking heavy. Yeah. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's also like, I'm going to enjoy it with the same. It's like the same feeling as like a candy bar or something, yeah. you know? It's just yeah, like, exactly. This is a cool snack. Yeah. But it's not going to change my life. No, but also like every song that I hear doesn't have to change my life. It's like no. a good balance. I like yeah. having both, but yeah. in terms of like what I want to put out into the world creatively, it's like I want I want there to be something more for people to chew on, right? So that that's the way that I engage with music. So that's what I try to put out there, right? But if you're a band that's just like whatever, just yeah, that's, shitting stuff out, that's cool too. Whatever yeah, makes you whatever happy. Works, Everybody man. does stuff for their own reasons. Yeah. So like, dude, probably the hardest thing I had to write for was this hardcore band. I joined back in like, I don't know, early 2007 or something. Uh, I've never tried to write hardcore lyrics and they were the hardest thing to write in my my life. Like I could, I don't, like I tried, I listened to like a bunch of hardcore bands. I'm not like hardcore music, you know, sure expert, you know, so I don't know. I just know sometimes it's got to be positive and sometimes it's not. It's just like I couldn't. I couldn't wrap my brain on how to even start it, dude. Yeah. And like, I remember like, I I asked my buddy in the band, I was like, you need to help me dude, Cause I have no idea what to write about, you know? And it was literally just like stupid stuff, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, just dumb. I yeah. think that that's, that's maybe the problem too is like, sometimes if it's like, if a style of music just isn't who you are. Yeah. It's like, how are you supposed to contribute to it genuinely? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't have a crew. No, I'm not about family. I'm not on the streets. Like, you know, it's like, what the fuck am I going to write a hardcore song? Yeah. It's like, I mean, there's, it's like, I don't have, it's like, there's a lot of hardcore bands that I like seeing live. I like listening to it. It's like the stuff's fun, but it's like, that's just not who I am as a person. Yeah, dude. And, And I like, after that, I, I definitely quit shortly after because I was like, I can't do this. Like, can't, dude. I'm sorry, you know. But like, yeah, it, it was it, it was nice because it like it really put me out of my comfort zone. But then like it, it was also like, okay, so if if you're gonna write for bands in the future, like you need to figure out what you really want to do, like collectively, you know. Yeah, that's what like, I was if like, if you have a if you have like a almost like a cinematic mind, yeah. you need like a cinematic landscape to yeah. work with, yeah. So lyrically and it, like you know hardcore tight but it's not particularly cinematic right right like you might get that out of like progressive heavy metal you know like the man of wars and all that stuff but, sure you know but yeah you just don't get that in that scene and like 
I don't hate it. I, you know, it, it's, it's great for the people, but it was just, it was not me, man. Like I felt like an alien dude. I was just like, <laughs> what is going on, man? You know, it, no it, doubt. It, it was not so man, but, but yeah, like, and then I, I just always like the whole idea of concepts. Like I love concept albums, you know, like Coheed and Cambria is really good at that with uh, their comic oh, yeah. books and stuff. Like that's insane. That's eventually what I would like to, like to do like not with this band or anything else it's just like it's an idea in the back of my head like why can't you do that you know you can you can exactly you know and like it's just it but like i i also feel you have to have a good concept so you can like take it to that level but then also expand it to you know to a sense but that dude's like a genius man he's like a crazy sci-fi writer too yeah you know which is crazy but yeah dude you know just uh i just I just like that. I'm I'm crazy about reading, so I like an interest interesting story, you know, behind it. So, what if there was anything, you know? I think a lot of people know you. That anybody that's watching this now, still, you know, we're about now again. We'll be wrapping up very shortly. Nice, but people that know you, okay, at this point, they know you from being in these heavy metal bands, very guttural vocals, very intense. Right. If there was anything musically that you listen to that might surprise people, any <laughs> curveballs, is there anything uh, in in the regular ish rotation? If I'm not listening, I I, I really okay. It, it's hilarious, but I love classical music. Classical music is always playing in my car, uh, and if I'm not listening to that, I listen to a lot of movie soundtracks. Uh, the Blade Runner soundtrack is like my top tier favorite album of all time, dude. So I listen to that and uh, I listen to a lot of books online, dude. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to like overburden myself with metal. So like, and, and my wife doesn't like it. Like she, she listens to a bunch of other stuff. Like uh, th- there's a couple folk bands I like, you know, so yeah. like uh, she's helped me like discover a bunch of stuff, but I, I try not to listen to it all the time. Like I, I love classical music because I love the flow. It's like easy and it really, it's, it's, it's kind of therapeutic for me. And like, I know a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, I listen to classical, but then I listen to death metal and I'm like, well, that's really how I am. Like I enjoy it. I've always enjoyed yeah. it. Like I've always wanted to play the piano. I don't understand how the violin completely sounds that beautiful. Mm-hmm. So like, I've always just been, uh, it's it's kind of been like an, an obsession with me about how these dudes with no computers, no nothing, could just create this stuff by writing on paper, and it turns out this is because thing. they weren't fucking distracted with yeah. like the internet and all this yeah. stuff. Like, oh shit, we're a band. We don't have <laughs> yeah. fucking merch designs on our fucking Instagram yeah. page and ten thousand followers in the next month. Nobody's gonna right. take us right. seriously. Buy our merch, you yeah. know? It's yeah, just yeah, like dude. no, it's like take time and let your fucking thing develop, and yeah. then release it out into the world when it's ready yeah dude so like i i i enjoy those. No, that shit existed yeah. back then people had nothing else better to do but just sit and play and yeah good and, and like actually picture how they wanted it to sound and what it was going to describe even something as recent yeah. as like pantera yeah yeah it was like those motherfuckers were tight why because all the they world, did dude. was fucking play shows and yeah. they were fucking blitzed half the time <laughs> yeah, dude, like, and they were still fucking tighter than yeah. your band mate most likely never will ever be no you're like, never they, gonna reach that level fucking yeah. insane yeah but they just fucking played and yeah. played and played and played exactly dude they, so, when they recorded their music they recorded 
them actually playing. Yeah. It wasn't it's like organic. let's record into a computer and hit a button and fix all the notes. Yeah, shit. let's put auto tune on this. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. But I Oh yeah, there's definitely some Pantera songs with no auto tune and Phil's trying his best. Oh uh, man. God bless his soul. Jeez. But hey, it's real. Yeah. Dude, dude <laughs> what's up with that guy from uh, Motley Crue, man? That what 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 their singer? Who, uh, Vince Neil? Yeah, bro. He's losing it, dude. What about him? I completely saw this video online. It's the greatest thing ever. So, like, th- there's this thing where you can pay celebrities to like wish you a happy birthday or like tell you, oh, okay, like cameo mouth. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this this dude, this dude's parents and brother chipped in like six hundred dollars, right? To be like, hey, Vince Neil, my boy's like a big Motley Crue fan, and like just wish him a happy birthday, right, dude? Your boy is like in Florida. It's like six in the morning, drunk as hell. Dude, he's like, "Hey, uh, I just want to wish you happy birthday." And his voice is like, "Oh, so, dude, you gotta see it. It's so funny." And and then the dude, like the dude that received it, he like left a comment on the video, and he's like, "Yeah, this is this is cool birthday gift." He's like, <laughs> dude, it, was, "It was so good, dude," because he just like he he like murmurs oh, everything, man, dude. It's kind of it, sad. It, yeah, it's 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 real sad because he's become like an internet joke now sure you know like god rest his soul but it's just like dude if you ain't got it just put it down yeah you know? but oh, man that's rough it is so cool well shit dude before we completely wrap up i feel like there's probably some post-mortal stuff that we should talk about <laughs> yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> I that, dude. oh my god well like uh, i said people know we all gotta talk yeah. about a fucking yeah. album uh we, we just released a new single uh it's up on slam worldwide uh, check it out and uh, if, you, if you enjoy it share it leave a comment we're going to be doing more shows that's basically all you need to know <laughs> cool that's it <laughs> and, uh, so yeah. just keep it simple but yeah just uh, just check that out we appreciate it the album is going to be dropping uh, probably later this year uh, it's all about mental asylums and it's pretty cool so I appreciate it rad so. and uh, let's do it that is all folks thanks so much for listening one more time jake thanks for being here Fist thanks for having again. me dude i appreciate it dude i could probably chocolate talk with you for like another fucking hour well that's good i got another was... fucking i got another guest coming in You're so i gotta, I gotta <laughs> reset everything You're all good, man. but with that being said i'll be back in a couple days with another episode same time same place same channel you know the drill my name is sykes start the beat 2020 woo, woo. Hell yeah. thanks for listening and we are done my friend Excellent. Thank you. Dude, that was awesome. Hell yeah. That was good.